Everybody, this is the Gloves Are Off Sports Podcast. This is uh, my broadcast colleague, Jim Bruno. And I'm Jim Drumheller. We're going to be talking UFC 207, our predictions, what's going to happen, what we think of what's going on, the weigh-ins were yesterday as of this recording. We'll be talking a little bit about the Eagles-Dallas game, which is as of this recording again tomorrow. Mostly about the Eagles offseason, what moves they need to make, why Peterson's garbage. Uh, we'll be talking. Yeah, we'll be talking flyers, and we'll be talking a little bit about the WWE Royal Rumble coming up at the end of the month. So uh, let's start with the UFC, Jim. UFC, the return of my future ex-wife Rhonda. I am all over this. Rhonda's got this. You, you're betting against her. I mean, there's nothing. (laughs) I am betting against her. And you have every time except for against Holly Holm. Yeah. Yeah, what happened? Holly Holm, I said the same thing. I'm really honestly thinking about this fight. If it stays standing, Ronda's going to die. Um, <laughs> Ronda's going to die. If it stays standing, Ronda's going to die. What happens, uh, what happens she, she takes the bell tonight. Yeah. She does the reverse of Misha Tate. Says, you know what? I'm done. I'm riding off into Ronda? the sunset with my belt. Ah, she's already said she won't. Actually, what they're talking about doing is uh, if she actually wins this thing. Okay, wait. About uh, moving up to fight Holly Holm. If Holly Holm wins her title fight at 145. So she's going to go up for Holm, but she wouldn't go up for Cyborg. Right. Okay. It makes perfect sense to me. Oh, it does? Yeah. Why? Because you move up to the champion. You move to the champion. When McGregor wanted to fight Rafael Dos Anjos, what did he do? He I moved up to 155. I get what you're saying. We've had that conversation as well. But if There was no point to her move up to fight Cyborg. Or bragging rights? Yeah. You're going to put on 10 more pounds than you usually are and run that risk for bragging rights? Sure. Why? Super card fight, man. Money. Draw. Everything she does draws. She could play solitaire in the octagon for 10 minutes. It would draw. Yeah, I'd probably buy that. You're right. <laughs> as long as she's wearing that body paint. Right, as long as she's wearing <laughs> the body paint. No, I mean, I just... Looking at the fight, looking at the way it matches up, uh, Ronda's been out two years, man. That's tough break. That's a tough, tough break. But it's not like she's been sitting around eating bonbons all Right, well, maybe for the first year. Well, okay, so she's been back at it for a year. I mean, that's... It's still a long layoff. I mean, you can train... I'm not saying it's not a long layoff. I'm saying, shit, I mean, I know myself, just working out over the last month, I'm feeling a lot better. She's had a whole year to do that. Sure, but... Even if she took off the year, like you said. You're feeling a lot better. You feel like you're ready to fight Amanda Nunez? Well, if I knew how to fight to begin with... Right. I may, you know... Maybe. Yeah, I, Maybe. You know. You'd have to cut a lot of weight. <laughs> pretty svelte these days. I don't know if you could get down to 135. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You might have to pull a Johnny Hendricks. Yeah, that's my left leg. <laughs> I said I don't want to beat up the Ronda thing too much. I mean, obviously, you and I, of course, disagree, which makes me very happy. Yeah. Because you are... 
you're undefeated in that. that yeah, category. yeah. I'm yeah. the same way with McGregor. The one time I didn't pick against him was the first DS fight. <laughs> <laughs> so that that works out for me. So who else is on the card? Uh, bantamweight title fight. Okay. The other one thirty-five titles up for grabs tonight. All right. It's uh, Dominic Cruz defending against Cody Garbrandt. Those two have been killing each other with the insults, and it's so fun to watch Dominic Cruz get into these insult wars with people because he doesn't yell, he doesn't scream, he's not going to like make fun of your mom or something. Silent he's assassin, so he? diabolically awesome at it, though. Oh, that's awesome. And oh, it's that's just my like, kind of guy right there. You know, he's sitting there, and like, like Cruz would post like... Like, uh, Garbrandt would post, like, some little, like, cocky little insult about Cruz on Instagram, and Cruz would turn around and and post video of Garbrandt getting knocked out when he was an amateur, (laughs) going, how's your concussions, buddy? Oh, wow. (laughs) It's just like, wow. I understand you want to make fun of people, but you got to use pictures, because there's too many concussions, you can't use your words. (laughs) All right. See, I think we talked, we touched on this maybe a few weeks ago or something, just the size of these guys. What full-grown adult male do you know that actually can fight at 135? That depends on how tall they are. Even at 5'6". I mean, look at 5'6". Darren Sproles is 5'6". He's 220 pounds. Right, but he's huge. He's 26 with pads. He's 5'6". Yeah, but he's also huge. Yeah, I I just I, I don't understand how, what kind of a man can get down to that kind of weight. Well, I mean, you know, you'll get me. I had trouble putting on weight for the longest time. Not only that, but if you take care of yourself your whole life and eat like they do, you're not going to be packing on a whole lot of pounds. Uh, I don't know. You can yeah, intentionally, know you can intentionally keep the muscle down. You work more resistance training than, yeah. than weight training. No, you're right. And you just convert the fat that you have to muscle. Yeah, good point. So who else we got on this card? So we got the band, two band and weight fights. Right, right. Now Ronda's the main event, I'm assuming. Right. Well, back to the Cruz fight for a second. Okay. It's an interesting matchup in the sense that Dominic Cruz is just incredible. He lost, I think it was his, like his first his first fight in WEC, or his second. He fought at Uriah Faber, who recently really retired, and God, what a pioneer for the younger weight classes. But he lost to Faber. It kickstarted quite the rivalry, where uh, they had the the poster for the event, and Faber was on it, and Cruz wasn't. <laughs> so Cruz just started autographing over Faber's face. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He lost that second fight, and he hadn't looked back since. He hadn't lost since, like, 2007. Holy shit. Uh, he was gone for two years, because he blew his ACL twice. Wow. Came back and dominated. Huh. It's kind of like and, Sam uh, Bradford minus the coming back and dominating. Dominating, right. Yeah. I mean, he just... Well, I, I think Bradford's a better quarterback now than he was then. But uh-huh. I, I think it probably has to do more with the town around yeah, him than it does. Yeah, but, uh, Always goes back to football, though. It does. One track mind I have. But... You've got... And, and you know, Cruz is kind of got to take you to the ground and just grind you out. He can knock you out, but he, he, would, he generally is going to take you down and ground you out, knock you out, do whatever he can, but he's going to get you on the ground, and you're going to hate it. It's going to suck. Yeah, it's going to suck. Cody Garbrandt, on the other hand, is undefeated as a pro, 10-0. Nine of those wins have come by knockout. So he's not really a mat specialist, as you would say. He's never even had to defend a takedown in his UFC career. Something tells me that changes tonight. That will change tonight. Okay. Not only that, but Dominic Cruz has successfully defended 74% of the significant strikes thrown at him in his career. So you got a big-time puncher, and you got a big-time wrestler. Yeah. And they're but the wrestler really can, good at what they do. But the wrestler can defend the punches. Yeah. Can the puncher defend the wrestling? Exactly. That's going to be the key here. Isn't that, in a nutshell, the whole UFC sport? It's it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. We've got uh, TJ Dillashaw's fighting John Lineker for a title shot. John Lineker's one of these guys that, you know, Lineker crush. 
You put him in there, and he's just going to crush. The problem is he can't make weight. He's not very good at making weight. He fought no, at the what, weight class. What weight class is this? This is, again, at 135. Oh, now, yeah, he fought... I see no problems. He fought at 125 before that? Holy shit. And... They have a, they have a men's 125 division? Sure. What in the fuck did... How yeah. old are these kids, like... No, Mighty Mouse is the champion. Mighty Mouse. Yeah, Demetrius Johnson. He's probably pound for pound ah, best player in the world. We watched it uh, on the the last McGregor. Was he on the McGregor card? No, I don't think Demetrius Johnson's been on a pay per view in a while. Actually, huh? no. He's so good though that they actually had to have uh they had to dedicate an Ultimate Fighter season to bringing in regional champions to fight each other to find someone to fight this guy at this point. <laughs> uh, John, he, he fought and he missed weight a bunch of times. And eventually it was like with the same thing with Kelvin Gashlin. We're like, dude, this isn't your weight class. Mm-hmm. So they... Now when you say a bunch of times, what do you mean by a bunch of times? Is it like... The Lineker's missed like four times. All right, so at what point do you think Dana should step in? Not just these guys, within the sport itself. All right, you missed weight three times. You got to go up to the next That's class. tricky. How's it tricky? It's it's hard to tell a guy what weight he should be fighting at. I guess it's hard, but at the same time, you're running the show. Yeah, it's your show, and you got to promote it. Yeah. So when you get these guys that are missing weight, how you know you you know no matter who it is, no matter what name on the card it is, there's a little bit of promotion that goes into it. Yeah, you know? I mean, like, well, every card's like promoted. Just yeah, loves this shit. Yeah, he just absolutely loves it. You get excited for these undercard fights and the pre sure. and all that stuff. You're being robbed of an opportunity if a guy doesn't make weight and decides he doesn't want to fight or whatever the hell they decide. Right. Um, and it seems to me like with UFC, it's very dependent on this fight does this. And, you know, if this guy beats this guy, well, then this guy over here gets a shot and blah, 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 blah. And it's cool the way it works out. Yeah. But you have somebody that throws a monkey wrench in there if I miss his weight. Yeah. It's not fucking your fight. You're fucking four fights. Uh, Anthony Pettis, a couple of weeks ago, missed weight in a title fight. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, God, what are we going to do now? Yeah. You fat bastard. What did you do to this? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, after that, you've got uh, Dong Young Kim. <laughs> what? Is that the dude from, uh, was that, 16 Candles? Donger? Right, yeah. yeah, Dong Young Kim. There's actually two Dong Young Kims in the yeah. UFC. Yeah, there's two of them in the UFC. They're not fighting each other. They should, though. They should be like a Highlander. Or like, there can be only one. <laughs> no, people. <laughs> right. So they should fight it out, and the loser gets cut. He's fighting Tarek Safadian. Like, yeah, didn't they just do something with Sin Cara a couple right, years ago? Right, yeah. <laughs> Azul and, and Negro. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's fighting Tarek Safadian, who uh, he's the only Belgian fighter that's ever won a fight in the UFC. Really? Yeah. Not much of a striker, so I wouldn't expect him to try to strike. He's he's really good on the ground. He's I I always found Tarek Safadine to be underrated. A lot of people think he's probably overrated. I think he's probably underrated, especially now. He gets hurt a lot though. Mm. So you really don't see. And then you round out the main card with a uh, Louis Smolka versus Ray Borg in a catchweight fight because uh I think Borg was fat. <laughs> yeah. They're fighting at one twenty nine. Point five. Okay, but the, what the guy weigh in at? You're calling him fat. Well, I mean, if if it was a one twenty five fight and they're fighting at one twenty nine now, right, you can so, do the math on that. It's about four pounds. Yeah, I get that. I didn't know. What I mean, get. fat like he's you know, yeah, you know Roy like, Nelson has weighted a ring yeah, with Burger exactly. King in his hands, but I mean he's overweight. He's fat. Okay, he's over the yeah. I get you. The the uh the fight weight. Yeah, all right. And then you've got well, that's the prelims, which actually start shortly. Yeah. But we're going to miss the beginning of that because the fans are more important. You got Johnny Hendricks versus Neil Magny, and I wanted to touch on this fight because, God damn it, Johnny Hendricks. God damn it. He's another one that missed weight, huh? Yeah, he missed weight for the second time in a row. Yeah. Not only that, but the guy literally was, they, they had him, they were doing media 
the other day. I think it was like a day or two ago. If he missed, he missed yesterday, so it was the day before that. Okay. And Ariel Helani, who's just the absolute end-all be-all when it comes to MMA reporter, asked him a question about his weight-cutting issues and if he's going to make weight this time. Like, how is the weight right now? Yeah. Are you close? And he's like, man, I'm so close. But And you can see he's legitimately, like, having trouble holding still. He's fidgeting. He's obviously dehydrated. He keeps looking down at the water bottle, and he, he actually mentions, like, you know, yeah, my mouth is dry. Yeah, I want to drink that water. But if I drink that water, that's, you know, it's another pound and a half do I have to cut. Do I want to cut that extra pound and a half? I, I don't know. Do you have time at this point? To yeah. Cut uh, do, do you just want to do that to yourself? Yeah. You want to sweat that pound and a half out of your body in, in a day. And he got really agitated. He's like, you guys don't understand these weight cuts. And weight cutting, it's, it's, it's god awful. It's, it's, it's. It's the athletic equivalent of nailing your dick to a two by four. <laughs> it's just something nobody wants to do, but for some reason you have to. You know, I don't know why you'd have to nail your dick to a two by four, but yeah, hey, you never know what the hell's gonna gonna be involved in one saw movie. Sure, something. not only that, but you know, teach their own. <laughs> Everybody's into something. That's true. And uh, yeah, yeah, your dick to a two by four. You're not in. You're not gonna be into too much though. No, maybe hacksaw Jim Duggan yeah. gets down that way. He might. Uh, then he calls for his girl. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, so he, he challenged Ariel Hawani, and he's like, the next time, that in the next fight, we're gonna, you know, alright, what do you weigh right now? 180-something? He's like, alright, you have to lose 20 pounds, and that'll be the challenge for the next fight. Telling a reporter, you gotta lose 20 pounds. And, and you know, Hawani's like, no, I don't wanna do that, that's yeah, stupid. I'm not a fighter. Right. I'm, I'm not getting paid now. at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> and he made this big deal about how everybody needs to leave him alone about his weight, he's close, everything's gonna be fine, and then he missed by two and a half pounds. He barely missed. Right, two and a half pounds. He must have drank the water. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Twice. Yeah. Twice. He had a bottle and a half of water. And it's, 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 at this point, you can't even be mad. He's just disappointed. Yeah. Just, he was on the scale with his face in his hands. Like, oh, God. Well, I mean, at least not one of these guys. And, and they're telling him, like, they're like you know, do you want to take a little time and see if you can get the weight down? He he missed the, and he's like, no, I want to have dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so he missed this time. He missed at UFC 200. He came in heavy for his title fight with Lawler when the title was vacated and St. Pierre left. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy who many people say, and I agree, probably beat St. Pierre in St. Pierre's last fight. Really? Yeah. The judges didn't agree, but I I think he probably did. He, he I mean, he really he really tagged him up. Um. And now he's fighting on the undercard. Well, you keep missing weight. One fight since then. He came in heavy for that Lawler fight, though, to crown a new champion, but took the hour and made it. Okay. Um, Now, this is the guy. I'm trying to get you to remember who it was. Do you remember UFC 200? We were talking about the guy. He shaved off his beard. He always had a beard. He shaved it off. And I was like, oh, he must have had to get the weight down. He didn't shave it off this time. He didn't. No. But he grew it back in, what's it, seven months? He grew it back in, like, three months. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even get my fucking sideburns to full oh it's majestic too yeah. it is a majestic beard but uh i mean and he, and he missed once before that oh god dude and he he's already said that if he loses this fight he's done really how old is he? Coffee, i don't know uh, you know spring chicken okay but no spring chicken for a fighter well what else we got going on on this card i mean that's it mike Pyle versus alex garcia and you're starting to run into names that i don't know that well okay well i guess the natural uh progression or transition now would be let's knock out some wwe because we're gonna have to probably spend some serious time on the eagles johnny yeah. hendrix is 33 close okay. that out all right well close it out again i'm just gonna win you're saying she's gonna lose which means yep. she's gonna win i think nunez takes her okay 
I appreciate that. And all the Ronda fans probably appreciate that as well. The big key is going to be how it starts. Yeah. Nunez is one. She's like, had like something like 13 stoppages and 12 of them have been in the first round. She's not somebody that goes deep. Yeah. And the reason for it is I've seen her go deep in fights. It doesn't, she's Conor McGregor. She's going to win fast or she's going to have problems. Yeah. See how that works out. I know McGregor won the five round war with Diaz, but yeah. had problems. <laughs> so Royal Rumble just to let you know Royal Rumble one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year just because I don't know over the last 10 years or so they've in the actual Royal Rumble match itself they'll throw in a couple of old guys a couple of surprise guys it's still awesome yeah, it's been it's, bad in recent years yeah, but it's been bad awesome yeah but it's like uh, pizza even bad pizza is good yeah pizza. it's bad awesome <laughs> yeah exactly right. it's still good just not that level of good right like was it last year or two years ago when Diesel came out Diesel it might have been three years ago actually Christ that was cool so what do you got? You got your ear to the uh, to the dirt sheets or whatever. So what? Uh, any surprises that I should be looking forward to? I have an interesting nugget to start you with. All right. Kurt Angle stopped taking indie dates. I did. I read that today, but he's talking about <laughs> for WrestleMania season. For April. Yeah. WrestleMania is what. End of the not only that, but this is apparently he's, not only did he take off indie dates, but he's openly said. I'm going back to WWE. Yeah. I'm not taking, but it's not the first time he's done it either. Yeah, going every six months or so. He seems yeah, to right around the time the John Gruden rumors start up, Kurt Angle <laughs> rumors start up. They're, they're, they're brothers and herpy rumors. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but uh, yeah, with with Angle, I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. And I think it's incredible the way he transitioned, the way he got it. Yeah. Like not just like the natural. actual athletic just ability natural. of it. But the whole, the showmanship, all of it. Like, he all came right. in day one, and he was there. Yep. A lot and of people may or may not know this one. So, uh, the old night, the ECW, when they brought him in, they were courting him. Right, yeah. And uh, it was when Raven put, was it Sandman, on a cross. Right. And the night Raven had to publicly apologize. Yeah, publicly apologize to the Philadelphia crowd. How do you like that? Haven left. Yeah. Left the angle styles. They were bringing him in this to kind of show him, you know, what's going on. Right. And wind up signing with this him. This is what we do. This is what we do, and and Raven just went off you know, as he normally does. He went off the uh, the deep end, went off the tracks there, crucified the sand, crucified man. the sand. Put the, the, a lot of people the, may the not realize. A lot of people may not realize with his actions and where he's been the last few years, but it, Angle's actually a Christian. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, uh, a devout Christian, not not right. a sting level born again or Shawn Michaels level. No. He likes think. his communal line, yeah, but exactly. he's, he's still Christian. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so he saw that and he actually left, left yeah, the deal, left the did. show, and uh, not too long after that, he was right in WWE. Right. Or shit, wasn't even WWF then? It was probably WWE. It must. Yeah, I don't know when it. Yeah, what was that? To get the F out campaign. Yeah. Which Rock great. actually made a good speech on that night. Yeah. If you don't want to be here, get the F out. Yeah. And it was just like wow, because it was the Rock. It was so funny because the Rock. That guy says the Rock was, was gone. Yeah. Anything he says that was gold. Like half the roster was like, "Who are you?" Yeah. <laughs> I grew up watching you. Right. All right. So what? Uh, other than the actual Rumble match itself, what else we got going on? We got Owens. Well, we got tour. we got Owens is defending against Roman Reigns with Chris Jericho above the ring in a Shark Tank. Yeah, a little JJ Dillon action there. Huh? They're running out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with Reigns, they're they're trying to get. This I can't kid believe over you're doing one of your big four pay per views and having your United States champion work and not defend his title. Yeah, how do you? How does that even happen? I don't I remember him ever defending his title. Yeah, yeah. He won it from Rusev, and then. And well, they just kind of like squashed that whole that whole feud or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they did the blow up off on, uh, on Enzo. Say, say, uh, well, they're building Enzo, up. Yeah. They're building up the big cast match, and you know, yeah, great, good for them. Maybe they'll do it at the Rumble. I don't know. You know, and 
what did I hear they were talking about? They were talking about Reigns actually winning that match. So you could start to build up to Owens Jericho at Mania. Yeah, and I also was reading something today, too, about, uh, they're not 100% sure what they want to do with Taker yet. Yeah, they know they and that's where I was going, right. Him, but they don't know how they want to do it. Maybe they don't put the strap back on him. Maybe he's, they put him in the title match at WrestleMania. He definitely doesn't need the strap. I mean, he's but a living, breathing legend. Knowing Taker the way I know him, which is a little bit better than most people know him. Just a little bit, because I research and they don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if this is his last Mania, he's not going over if this is his latest WrestleMania, he's going to do the job. Just because he's old school that way. He's going out on his back. Yeah. And that's how you did it in the old school. That's true, but at the same time, now you're going to give his second loss to him at WrestleMania? It's his choice. It's My his choice at this point. Throw him in the Hall of Fame. And I know this really, this isn't the norm. You can't throw him in the Hall of Fame this year. Okay, well then. If you do it, you blow the finish. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Good point. But, yeah. uh, well, okay, then throw him. Uh, you know, his last match being Survivor Series. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. The only, the only, the only problem really with it being Reigns going over on him at WrestleMania. Oh God, he will is the fans are going to set fire worse. to him. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, they'll kill him in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, it'll be bad. Like the only reason Lesnar got away with it is because I don't think he'd be killed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll Got Goldberg and Like, if uh, you Lesner. tried to stab him, he would eat the knife. <laughs> <laughs> got Goldberg and Lesnar. Goldberg and, uh, and Lesnar are going to do part two. Yeah. Which is actually part three, but they've decided to ignore part one. It seems <laughs> like, and, and thank you. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, everybody wishes they could unsee that fucking oh my God. dumpster fire. They were, if I recall correctly, they were both on their way out. Um, And it was something that they kind of built up in Rockhead Burnout. Goldberg didn't like the way they were booking him. And it was just kind of like, was, it was one, of them, one of them was like, yeah, I'm done after this. You guys I, are I ridiculous. Think it, was it was like, yeah, I'm going to go play for the Vikings. Yeah, yeah great and, idea. <laughs> yeah, his biggest claim to fame there was it took him three games to tackle anybody. <laughs> and he damn near killed Damon Heward. Well, he almost killed his teammate, too, yeah. Yeah. Um... But he made it to final cuts. And then the other guy was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm done, too. And it got yeah. out. Yeah. So nobody gave a shit in the crowd. Because <laughs> they're both leaving anyways. Nor the guys in the nothing. ring. Nobody in the fucking ring yeah. cared. Well, I mean, the guys in the ring didn't care because yeah. they didn't have to come to work the next day. Exactly. Who cares? That's the old Jake Roberts rule. Remember, he got in there with uh, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, he did like the multi thing, and Muhammad Ali was a ref or something at WrestleMania or some shit. Okay. And. You know, all the my heels. Memory, my memory's starting a job here. All the heels come in at some point, and you know they they feed the punches, and you know, boom, one down, boom, one down, boom, and then it's Jake's turn, and he popped him, and Jake just completely no sold him. <laughs> so he popped him again, and he no sold him again, and then he started doing the Ollie shuffle, and <laughs> Ollie was like, "What the hell?" And they asked Jake, "Like, what the fuck were you thinking, dude? That's Muhammad Ali." He's like, "Yeah, you don't have to come to work the next day." Exactly, dude. That's his whole <laughs> fucking career. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not laying like, out for a Muhammad Ali. If, fuck if, that. If Muhammad Ali came, knocked me out with one, two, three punches, and right. that's on him. Yeah. All right, then switching over to SmackDown. Uh, I'm sure they're going to do something at the Rumble. Oh, uh, here we go. Yeah. yeah. So somehow, Hold on to your uh, lunch here. We're yeah. going to do AJ Styles defending against John Cena. And what I just read today was they're going to put Cena over. No, they're not going to put Cena over. To start his heel fucking campaign. They're not going to put him over to start his heel campaign. Hey. And they already started the heel campaign, by the way, if you saw SmackDown. I did not. I have, Believe it or not, I haven't watched SmackDown. One, since it started on Tuesdays. And two, probably ten years before that. I catch myself... I mean, I have off Tuesdays. So okay. I can't actually watch SmackDown. But I catch myself actually forgetting that it's on Tuesday. 
that. Like, you know what What's I mean? What's that like, tell you? Yeah. Like, I'm so used to it being on... It's just ingrained in me that it's at the end of the week. Well, if you recall, it used to be Thursday. Yeah, it's still the end of the week. Yeah, it's true. But, um... True. Yeah. I mean, he, did, he he came out at the beginning of this show, and he did the promo, and he came out, you know, super enthusiasm guy. And he started talking about something or other, and I don't really remember the promo all that well. I just remember how it ended. And he goes, you know, I'm going to be keeping a real strong eye on tonight's triple threat because they did the triple threat. It was AJ versus Dolph versus uh, Baron Corbin. Oh, okay. For the for, for the strap. Yeah. And you know, good for them. Yeah, really. Get 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 Baron Corbin up there. Mm-hmm. Braun Strowman's another one. It's time. Start moving oh, yeah. this guy up. Yep. That was. Uh, and uh, yep. Got a another thing I read about Strowman today. Yeah, I could see him getting involved in the uh, Owens Reigns match actually. Yeah. I actually. Uh, and you could build that for WrestleMania. So. I'm actually hearing they they may just make him the Royal Rumble winner. Yeah, I don't know. That's 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 a little bit of a hot shot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, uh, booking on the fly, it's kind of what we do now. You're gonna go from work at a, a ten minute time little match with Sami Zayn to main event WrestleMania. Yep. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I could tolerate the Miz main event WrestleMania because at least you know Miz was around for a little while. Okay. Strowman's good, but he's he's still very green. There's only so much he could do in there. And it's tough. It's tough with Strowman now because, you know, with the WWE Network, they have all that backstage stuff. What do you see? And mm. Strowman is fucking hilarious. Really? That dude is comedy gold. <laughs> but it's so hard to rectify it with what you're seeing in the ring. Yeah, you can't be this big right. And He's this big this funny killer of men that doesn't give a shit about nothing. It'd be like if you turned on WWE Network to Baron Corbin playing the ukulele. You'd be like, what? That Actually, completely I had a blow life mind. story for you. One time, uh, I think it was the first time, or it was Night of Champions in Philly. It was quite a few years ago. My buddy got some tickets through work. And, man, I didn't realize how deep and far that the Wells Fargo Center goes into the earth. Because we were going downstairs <laughs> and stairs and stairs and stairs for a meet and greet. Going to sit with the mole people? <laughs> no, it was, yeah. <laughs> I actually wound up meeting Mark Henry, part of the oh, Mark Henry, what a guy. Funny as yeah. a motherfucker. Mark Henry is a special human being. Oh my god, dude. He was cracking jokes the whole damn time. Then he went out there. It was during the time of... Uh, the Hall of Pain? The Hall of Pain, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> like, how do you, how do, you yeah, do that? You can't rectify it. Yeah. Uh, you can't reconcile it. Um, so... I mean, it, and Cena wraps up his promo. He's talking about how he's going to be keeping a close eye on that match. Because he's challenging the winner to Royal Rumble. And he goes, and I know people are thinking, oh, you can't come in here and do that. And he goes, well, I just did. Because I'm John Cena. Dropped the microphone and left. Yeah, but... And it's not like this evil heel that he's gonna, they're going to yeah, transition exactly. to. It's, it's like, more of a, this. an it's entitled just... heel. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's the smart move. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm sure they've been sitting here for a while. Like, how do we turn this guy heel? Uh, years. You can get Literally. him X-Pac heat, sure. L- but... Literal years. X-Pac, he's not going to do it. It's not going to last. Because how many times have you seen a guy get booed out of building for being overly baby? Yeah. Go heel and start getting cheered. guy like him, though, with Cena, you know, the merch. That's the That was always the what kept him the face. Speaking of merch. It was the merch. It is. But speaking of merch, there's a video uh, that's been circulating around the internet. It's hilarious. Of um, Kevin Owens working Roman Reigns. And he's got him on the crown, then he's got him in the headlock. And he's just arguing with the fact. Because now Owens is in the ring. Yep. He's loud, and it's... Great. Well, it's I always good. Cool. opportunity to watch him as Kevin Steen is enough in yeah. ROH. And he's just great. You don't even need a microphone. He's just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's going at it with a fanboy. He's got the chin lock. And you see Roman Reigns completely break. He just starts cracking up. <laughs> oh, he's in the head. He's like covering his face like, ah, but you could see it start. And it yeah. was just, he completely broke character. 
and started laughing his ass off. And he went out on Twitter and was like, yeah, I was laughing because uh, I found out about Ke- Kevin Owens' merch check. <laughs> <laughs> and John Cena tweets him back and he's like, well, you're worried about merch checks. I'm worried about fucking, you know, something about like, you know, ex- you know, seizing the day and stuff like that. It's him doing like squat thrusts and shit. And Rose is like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? Yeah. Fuck you. Touch man. Yeah. I Keep just... lifting, old man. <clears throat> but, oh, God. I, if Cena goes over, we riot. It's the wrong time to get... Because that, that title win that Cena gets next, if he gets it, right. is huge. It's, it ties the record. It ties Flair, okay. It's, it's, it's the big one. Yeah. He's not going to get two. He's, nah, he's, he's not going to break it. He's, I mean, he's down... He's going to start being a lot more of a part-timer now. All right, but these records are so meaningless anymore. Mm-hmm. The title switches every other week. I mean... Yeah, and that, they've devalued their own fucking product. I don't know that they devalued it. I mean, no, there's something have, to be said. All those title, all those like they were doing changes. with Charlotte and Sasha Banks. Yep. Where it seems like every time they they wrestle, the title switches, and everybody's like, wow, they're hot potatoes. I don't see it that way. I think it really actually shows like just how closely how close these matches are and how nah, merely talented they are. And it's Yeah, because I mean... I don't it's hard to carry a rivalry. Bullshit. It's hard to carry a rivalry when one person wins every time. Yeah, I get that. And especially you took a dangerously close to thin roster in the women's division and split it in two. Yeah. Uh, yikes. I mean, let's face it. It was wasn't dangerously thin. It was thin to begin with. Uh, I was. It was. It was getting. It was. It was it getting, was getting full. Yeah. But where you could at that point, you're going to have to have your own show for them. I, I just want. They're, they're not divas anymore. I apologize. I just want them to call up Oscar. Yeah. She's so good. She's so good. Now she's the one that you wanted up, and they uh, and you said as long as they don't bring up Nia Jax. And they did, yeah. And I was and right. I read that so many places how she's just not ready. She's green. She's this. She's and they're basically the same wrestler, aren't they? She's Braun Strowman. Yeah. Um. No. No. Asuka's um extremely talented. She's not even that big. So but... Nia Jax isn't talented, or just she's green. Yeah. She she's she's the one person that got called up that you're looking at her going yeah maybe they they sh-, like uh the female equivalent of Apollo Cruz okay we're watching it going they they should have kept him down a little while because the talent's there in the ring I mean Nia Jax can only do a brawler style from what I've seen yeah. I don't know I could be wrong but she only needs to right now so it's not really a problem the problem and the same problem that Apollo Cruz has is the personality the mic work it's not there. That it's hard to get over without that. But here's a guy that I often, but uh, when looking at him at first glance, say that just real quick on uh, Paulo Cruz. Yeah. For whatever reason, reminds me of uh, the boner with the the new day, Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods is great, but he doesn't wrestle a whole lot. No, but he can. He, yeah, and my question is, why are they constantly keeping him down? Because is it the man keeping another brother down, or what? A he functions. So so well as the third man in, and B, there's no real lack of talent on that team. <clears throat> Biggie's incredible, and he's going to be a top guy someday. He kind of they kind of started him out as a big as a top. Guy. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, but then it it died out. Yeah, and so how do you sustain it if you're him? He's got that personality now, and that's the thing. He had no yeah, personality sure. before. He doesn't say much, uh, comparatively speaking to the three in the group. Mm-hmm. But what he says. It's yeah, just it's gold, it's gold. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think it, it it it. I'm worried that he's actually a lot of what he says is playing off of the other two, and he wouldn't be able to sustain it on his own. Yeah, and think just talking about New Day and talking about Royal Rumble coming up. We got Kofi's uh, 
What's he going to do this year? Oh, uh, the Kofi spot. Yeah. 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 Got to have one. Right. You got to have a Kofi spot. Right. Kofi spots are great. They are. Dude, the one with the uh, the chair. The pogo. Yeah, yeah, the pogo chair. Yeah. That was awesome. That was great. He had the handstand. Yep. He had the... Now, uh, we're going to have some time to talk about this next week, right? Yeah, yeah. So, why don't we... Uh, we I know we're probably going pretty long here on WWE, more than we normally like to. Yeah. So, since we're going to go a real, real long time on the Eagles... Because we've been talking for the last two weeks. Right. And yeah. I don't know if we've ever been this far on ends of the spectrum. Oh, yeah. it's The gloves are coming off. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we try to keep it calm? We'll throw in some hockey here. Some right. Flyers. The Flyers? Oh, man. So for it's as good team. as they were playing, they're playing just as poorly. Now. Well, I mean, they were playing good, but there's always been deficiencies. Uh, the goaltending stepped up. Mason was incredible. Uh, Stolarz was undefeated. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, they were still sloppy with the puck. They were just able to cover those mistakes better, and that's how they got through the streak. They're not able to cover them anymore. The penalties are piling up. The injuries are a big problem. There's so many injuries on this team. Coots coming back, right? Coots is back. Coots is back. Coots is back, but Reed's still gone. And when Reed comes back, somebody else will be gone. Yeah. Uh, Roffle's out. Which is a problem, because Roffle during that streak was pretty... Uh... Roffle's been playing well all year. Yeah. You even know they got shellacked by St. Louis on the, the, the comeback game. Braden Shen scored. He's he's on fire. <laughs> he's on fire. Um, I don't know. They're still it's 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 one of these things. They're not as bad as they're as they've been playing now, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't think as they're good as, they were as good as they were playing during the streak. I yeah. think they can be. It's it's just like I had said before. It's all a matter of these bounces, but it shouldn't be. Nah. You shouldn't base your whole season on bounces, especially in a division where you've got a team like Columbus mm-hmm. who's won fourteen straight now. Yeah, which is absurd. It's the year of the winning streak for some reason. Sure is. Uh, Minnesota Wild have a 12-game winning streak. Hmm. They're non-conference, so good. Good for them. <laughs> you know? yeah, we can admire them from afar. Right. right, yeah, we can admire them. Yeah, we are, <laughs> Columbus keeps it up, we'll be admiring them from afar, too. <laughs> the only good news is we're still in a playoff spot, and the difference between 8 and 9, which is 8, is the second wildcard seed, which is where we're at, and 9, which is golf. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's a fair buffer. Okay. We've we've built quite a fair buff. The problem is we had a win streak at the same time as everyone else. We don't yeah, really so gain a whole a lot of ground. Just yeah. in order to keep pace. Yeah, but like Hextall said, you don't want to give everything that you gained during that streak back. Exactly. And they're starting to. Yeah. It's bad. We'll find out. Um, as we record tonight, they play San Jose. They're out in San Jose tonight, and I, you know, the Flyers, they're an enigma. <laughs> they're a weird team. I've been praising them a lot, but I mean, there's, there's, they're, they're so sloppy on the puck at times. Uh, the slow starts, which has now given way to the, 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 the bad finishes. Yeah. And there's no excuse in that St. Louis game. They got select six to three in a game that they were leading in the third period. Mm-hmm. And it was just an outright collapse. And you could say like, you know, they had the holiday break. They were off six days. St. Louis had the same break. Yeah. And it was their first game back too. Hmm. So what is it there? Got to put your finger on it. What are they missing? Uh, you know, the defense is breaking down. The penalties are killing them. Penalties are killing them. Okay. Power play's completely disappeared. I haven't had a power problem. play goal in like three weeks. That's a huge problem. Man. I thought I had off one of the weeks. So. Oh, yeah, but still, I mean. I think they're like 0 for their last like 17. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Because during that streak, they were, they were scoring a lot of power Yeah, the power play picked up. And that, that might be the key. That might be the difference. Um, although you let up six goals, I don't think the power play is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Not only power play goals today let up of those six. Oh, no, the penalty kill's been solid. Has it? Yeah, and I think I actually just said it wasn't. That was a – I was thinking of power play. Oh, okay. Um, the penalty kill's been solid, but you don't want to see your team go in, 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 the whole week with shutting down 22 of 22 penalties. Because, I mean, on the surface, that sounds great. That means 22 penalties is a lot. Yeah. And not only that, but that's time in the game where you're not attacking. Exactly. Even if you manage to keep them from scoring. So, I don't know, dude. You're not scoring. Uh, I think you said to me tonight that uh, one of the rookies is being benched. Travis Konechny. Konechny, yeah. You gotta give him a seat tonight. I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah? Yeah. And you gotta give the rookies a seat sometimes. It's like they did with Gossespair. Mm-hmm. Put him up top. Let him actually watch the game so he can see everything. Yeah. And bench Gossespair turned around and won 10 straight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 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 a game of inches. It's a game of... Uh, I don't know. And the goalie situation is weird. No, Everett's coming back. Yeah, he's actually playing in air He's close. practicing. Right. Um, yeah. All three of them are practicing, though. Okay. I haven't sent Stolarz back. So you're going to uh, play with three goalies? Uh, you can't play with three goalies. Otherwise, you end up really irritating the hell out of one of the goalies. Exactly. The Islanders have been playing with three goalies. They have, they have, have they had injuries? No. Huh? They've just been rotating three goalies. Huh. And That's not good either. Um, so like the, old the number one thing. guy, at least at the start of the season, Yaroslav Halak, has been bitching about it ever since they started doing it. Really? Yeah. And he went out and had a bad game last night, and now he's unemployed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not unemployed. He was waived. He was waived. So if nobody picks him up, they, have to put him they could send him to the AHL. Yeah, yeah. Like that. But he could just refuse to go. Okay. I think they beat him with sticks for like 20 minutes, and then it's all good. All form a circle around him. Right. Some sticks. It's a gang. Of, it, it, yeah, they, they got to beat him out. Yeah. They got a gang initiation. You, you, you beat, beat him in, in, and you beat him out. Beat him out. All right. Then you go home and beat off. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, whatever. So what else you got on hockey, because you know me. Yeah. Chopping at the bit here for some football. I know, I know, and it's tough to like, think about what's going on in hockey the past week because nothing's going on in hockey the past yeah. week if it don't holiday break. Uh, Flyers are out west, and it's it's a big series. They got San Jose, they got Anaheim, and those out west trips. Flyers are traditionally on the downslide this time of the year when they go out west. Huh. It's tr- it's it's history, but um, insofar as other hockey news tying to the Flyers, okay. I don't have any of the Flyers right now, but it ties to them. Okay. Uh, Yarmir Yager moved into second place in the all-time points list. You did mention this. By getting hit in the ass with a shot. <laughs> yeah, hit in the ass and it went in. Well, that, use what you got. Exactly. Use what you got. They asked him how he felt about it, and he said, who cares, we lost. That's <laughs> the right attitude. Uh, they asked him if he was had any designs on chasing Gretzky for the number one spot. And he's like, I have to play till I'm 68. You're out of your <laughs> mind. And I actually did the what math. Is he, like 64? Yager? Mm-hmm. He's 40, 44, 45? Uh, young guy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a gray beard, but it was fun. I remember they played here. It was so funny because everybody grew the playoff beard. His came in with gray patches in it, so he just shaved off the gray patches. <laughs> so he just had bare patches instead of gray. And he nice. was like, "It's better than gray." Fuck it. <laughs> it looked like a dog. So chewed, how many, uh... It looked like a dog chewed his beard. <laughs> how many points is he behind Gretzky? Uh, when he broke the record, nine hundred and sixty-nine. So, and he's been playing how long? Yager. Yeah. Has been playing off and on since ninety four. Yeah, yeah. Four. So that's holy shit, twenty two years. Yeah. And Gretzky played his entire career. How long? <sighs> I don't know how long. <laughs> yeah, that should just tell you how yeah. great the great one was, huh? Yeah, and he's playing this weekend. Yeah, and the, the Blues. You were saying, right? And you know who else is in that game? You did tell Pronger. Chris Pronger. Yeah. God bless him. <laughs> 
God bless him. Boy, do I want to watch this game. Yeah. I mean, if it was just to see Gretzky, but they got Pronger, and God, I think Hull's playing. Yeah. I yeah. I gotta get uh, some skate blades for his, you know, his wheelchair wheels. And... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. Maybe Al McInnes will get into that game, too. But, uh, Lindros, what's he up to? Nah, they put him in the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah. He, you know, well, let him right. shine his ring. Yeah. He was never on the Blues. Huh? He did the rounds towards the end there. I think he played for Dallas. He played for the Rangers. But, I mean, as I was saying, hockey, you know. They had the holiday break, so a lot hasn't happened. It's going to be good to see Pronger and Gretzky out on the ice again. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's about it. Columbus has their winning streak going. They're incredible. Minnesota's got a good winning streak going. I have no idea how good Minnesota is. Good enough to win 12 games in a row, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, all right, let's get into it. Let's all go right. Eagles. The gloves officially are coming off. All right, let's do it. All right. You know, as we record now, the Dallas game isn't for a couple of days. Yep. And, I mean, maybe we'll win it, maybe we'll lose it. You said if we win it, it actually some, has something to do with Minnesota. Yeah, if Minnesota beats somebody or loses and something or other, we get a top 10 pick. Yeah, and Romo and Sanchez are going to get some snaps in there. And I think yeah. even uh, Drew Hansen might even show up yeah. and throw up <laughs> a couple footballs. But, uh, boy, what a name What a name drop there. There right? you go. Drew Hansen. God, he sucked. But <laughs> John Kitna is still on the sidelines, too. Is Johnny Kitna, yeah. Hey, Johnny Kitna wasn't bad. Nah, when he played for Dallas, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah when he played in Seattle, he was decent. But, yeah. Things went south for him in Big D. But, I mean, you know, win, lose, whatever. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it is what it is. It's like planting a flower on a dead horse. It's Yeah, it's dead. It's dead. They got the Giants win, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. It's, it is. I wanted them to lose that too. But right. going into the off season, the first thing I, I and, and the thing I've been screaming at you for weeks now, Peterson's got to go. This guy's a moron. This is co-tight level stuff. And it ain't gonna fucking happen. It's gotta it's happen. Not gonna happen. Here's what Jeffrey Lurie does not want to do. He doesn't want to destabilize his team any more than it already has. He's finally got a coach that's willing to just shut his fucking mouth and be happy that he has a job. In the NFL. So there's GM, because we all know that Howie is Jeffrey's boy. I mean, he threw his buddy of, uh, childhood buddy out of the freaking organization. Joe Banner, threw him in all places Cleveland. Let him go to Cleveland, or, or he fired him, or... Boy, he should have just killed him. Yeah, really. Send him to Cleveland. So They won a game. They, yeah. Go Browns. I, I picked it. But I was also picking for the last six weeks. I, I still can't believe he shipped Joe Banner to Cleveland. Yeah, that was some incredible stuff. Uh, it's not so much that we shipped him there. It was more like we fired, or how he, excuse me, Jeffrey Lurie fired him, his childhood best friend, guy yeah. who made him, made him a billionaire, and he just fired him. Traded him for a DVD collection of the Drew Carey show. No, basically, it came down to Howie or him. Cleveland rocks. <laughs> but uh, Howie, I don't know what, he, Howie's got some pictures of Mrs. Lurie, or Mrs. Mrs. Lurie, his second wife now. Something's going on with that. So, anyhow. This is why you think he, they want stability. They want stability. And Howie's, Howie wants to be in charge. He's the, the big guy there. Right. The big man on campus. And he knows Doug isn't going to give him any kind of resistance at all. None. He's going to roll over and take it. Exactly. Because as we discussed, we, at very least, I'll admit this. Doug Peterson is in the position at least two years too soon. Yeah. In other words, he should have been a coordinator actually calling plays somewhere. Yeah. I think the compromise that you're looking for, because I know 
They're not going to fire him. They're not getting rid of him. They're not. He's here. He's here next year. And it's, the sooner you accept that fact, the better off you're going to be. No, I don't know if I'm going to be better off accepting it. <laughs> it's, it's what's going to have to happen. Yeah. I, I, what they need to do is go to what Howie needs to do is go to him and say, look, Doug, we tried it your way. This is the way we, you know, this is what happened. I want Frank Reich to call the plays. Frank Reich should call the plays. He should have been calling the plays from the beginning. And I said that when Doug Peterson said that he was going to call the plays. He should I call said, the plays with one shoe on. Okay. Frank Reich is great with one shoe on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But they, Music City Miracle. Here is the problem. Reich is in line for head coach spot. So is Jim Schwartz. Uh, Jim Schwartz didn't get a head coach spot. Why not? He took a team to 0-16. Okay. First thing the Browns won a game. But he also took that same Detroit team to the playoffs. <laughs> He did. So he did. For just as bad as it could be, he could you know And he has no tolerance for dumbass things. Exactly. You're gonna act like a dumbass. Which means he probably wants out of here because Peterson's a moron. You know, it's like the typical fucking Philly fan in you coming out. It's not, dude. It really is. This is co tight level stuff, and I said that before. Look at you got the one game where what was it? You could have tied it. Kicked a fifty four yarder. Oh, uh, the Dallas game. Yeah. No, you could have actually gone up. On them to where they couldn't have got back into the game. Right. You could have put that thing away. Mm-hmm. And he made I, a field I'm goal. I'm not saying the dude hasn't made Made a field mistakes. goal. And then, what was the other ones? Oh, God. It's such a fucking litany of bullshit. I'm You're going to fucking go for two against Baltimore to win the game. Fine. Go for it. Be nuts. Who cares? The season's over anyway. Go get your win. Okay. But you don't even put the running back on the field? Why didn't you just hold up a big sign you and mean says, the guy we that, are going to pass? You mean the guy that had the herniated disc in his neck? That his career is kind of in jeopardy now? No, that, he got hurt versus the Giants, dude. Did he? Yeah. Oh, my bad. He yeah. was completely healthy in that game. They, just, well, they didn't put him on the yeah. field. They didn't even they try to pretend the that they were going to run. Okay. Again, play calling. It's just... It's not even play calling. Before you even call to play, get the guy in the fucking I mean, Jim, field. I'm not disagreeing with you. A play action there. What a fucking made that play. And then it's one of these things where it's like, wow, Peterson, I don't really think you could top your own stupidity. Really? Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> where do you see this? Here, hold my beer. Yeah. Puts Carson Wentz out there as a lead blocker six plays after he was in the concussion protocol. Why was he back on the field? He was the cleared. quarterback, not the block. He was cleared and a hundred percent healthy. That bullshit. First that's, off, that's an, that's not necessarily true. No, that's a hundred percent true. No, it's not. They don't let these guys back into the game yes, nowadays. They do. they do not, dude. That concussion protocol is not perfect. Malcolm Jenkins played with a concussion after going through the protocol. He didn't even go through the protocol. No, he did. I don't. I know the game that you're talking about. It was last year. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. They're waiting for him to Stuart Bradley his way off the field yeah, before right. they pull him out of the game. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. Holy. Hey, Stuart. Stuart. Yep. I got the jersey hanging up in the background. Right, here. right. All right. So. Peterson's he's, garbage. He's made some shitty calls. And maybe in a couple, you know, if they had waited next, two years or whatever. His next check is going to have Carson Wentz punt on third down. He may. Like a uh, Cote. <laughs> he's going to go full Cote. We'll ship that at My Jets. point is, is, as I said. He's here two years early. All right, so now we got one of those years out of way. Uh, he's already here two years late. <laughs> baptism by fire. All right. Now I'm gonna we'll do this show again. Well, we're gonna do it more earlier than a year, but next year when we do this show around this time of the year, if he's still making the same mistakes, not learning from these mistakes, right? Then I'm right with you. Get this fucking guy out of town. Yeah, he, he, I don't, if he keeps this up, I don't want him to finish next season. The bullshit. Or what I heard today was in one of his press in his presser. Promote Schwartz. Promote Fit. These are all guys. That, that's the thing. Well, let me finish my thought here first. If he's still making these mistakes, get him the fuck out of town. Okay. Yeah. That that's it. Uh, I agree with you. Then I'm on board because he's not learning, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So once that happens, 
you know, you either got to fucking learn. We did your baptism by fire. You got to you got to get up to speed. But the presser I listened to today, he actually said after defending them after these games, he's made these mistakes. Right. He actually said, yeah, there are some things that would, you know, I I probably wouldn't have done that. I probably would have done this. Like, like taking the job. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, take a job. No, nah, these guys are gonna be fucking paid millions. But I mean, I don't know, man. I've softened my stance on the rant I was going. Um, with you during the Christmas break, where we need a, a coach that's a coach. Yeah. A coach that actually has had head coaching experience. We had that one since 83, Mary Campbell, the guy yeah. who... Uh, you know, they just brought that stat up today. Yeah. On, on the radio, they were actually saying that uh, Jeffrey Lurie has never c- hired a coach with coaching experience. And neither did Brayman, I don't think. I don't know. Unless Brayman hired Campbell. Campbell well, was before Buddy, so yeah. I don't know. Can you really trust a guy that actually almost lost the team in a fucking card game? Yeah. He, he went all in and put the Eagles up Shit. as a marker. The way those teams were, I, I kind of hope that it did. <laughs> I kind of wish he'd lost that hand. Right. Um. Fuck me. No, but I mean, I've softened my stance on that because, and it's the same. Because you come to the realization they ain't get rid of him. No, it's the same thing where anytime Mason has a bad game, you go on like sports forums and stuff like that, and you'll see people going, ah, he sucks. We need an elite goalie in this town, and he's just not mm-hmm. an elite goalie. Well, good luck. You know why you don't get an elite goalie in this town? Because if somebody's got an elite goalie, they ain't getting rid of him. Exactly. You gotta... And the head coach is the same way. Okay. You get top head, you think the Patriots are going to let Belichick walk when his contract expires? <laughs> no. No. They're going to blow him, hand him a blank check, and call it a day. Exactly. And you know what? <laughs> he deserves it. The only time Belichick's going to leave New England is when Brady leaves. Yeah, I agree with that. And Brady wants to play another five years. He could. I mean, his game doesn't rely on speed or anything, but at some point your body, he's 39 now. Yeah. At some point your body's it. just going to start to break down. I mean, look at I'm 36. I look 10 years older than him. Yeah, that's true. You do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> nah. Not not everybody has as, as boyish good looks as I do. Right. All right. right. So here's the question. I want to get into your plan for next year. because that's, that's where we're going, baby. It's hilarious. Round two. Fight. All right. Why don't you tell the folks my plan? Guys, you got to get a load of this. Tell, tell the folks my Basically, plan. Basically, if, if let we me break it down. Each point. If we break it down actually into its simplest form, and I actually thought about this today. I actually get paid every time I say actually. So that's why it's coming out so much. (laughs) Um, But no, um, honestly, you're playing, cut a bunch of guys for a bunch of money, fill them up with backups, this, that. And I realize what you're trying to do. You're trying to rebuild the team in one offseason. No, not necessarily. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. You want to cut half the damn roster. You're looking at what Sproles is going to make. (laughs) There's reasons to cut guys. For instance, Connor Barwin has given you jack shit this year. This year? And the reason he was let go out of Houston or let to sign out of Houston was because they, they changed s- schemes. They changed schemes. He was a three-four outside linebacker. Yeah. Okay. I don't disagree with that. Okay, and that's what Chip Kelly ran last year. Right. The, the three years he was here, and he was great. And he was great. But now we're back to the four-three. That's right. already been proven that Barwin cannot play in. Yeah. And okay. Yeah, Barwin, you got a good argument. Okay. Who was my next guy to cut? Oh Jesus! Hang on, let me get the phone book. <laughs> Who else did you want to get? Everyone. McKelvin, he's got to go. Okay. This has been a theme in this show is me saying, fuck you, McKelvin. Exactly. He sucks, dude. Okay. You can put a cardboard cutout of fucking McKelvin out there. So probably now better. we're talking like $11 million we just saved. Right. Total. Peter, you want to cut Peters? No, I never said. I've. Yeah, you did. It's on tape. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said if we do cut him, here's why. Blah, 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 blah. Right. You don't cut him. You restructure no. his deal. He ain't, but he's not going to take less money. No, but he, he might. He won't. <laughs> he's going to the fucking Pro Bowl this year. Coming off a Maybe. Pro Bowl season. I mean, he's, he's made the Pro oh, Bowl. Oh, yeah, let me take a fucking pay cut. He makes the Pro Bowl every year. He hasn't gone since 2009. So yeah, who knows if he's... He probably said he's right. going. He said he's going. All right. 
So here's one that I threw at you today, and you seem to be in an uproar about, is Jason Kelsey. I was in an uproar, but I don't see the point. Because you saved $3.8 million by cutting him. What are you going to do at $3.8 million? Put that with the aforementioned Oh, uh, Put it in the pool with the rest of the guys. <laughs> All right, yeah. So what are we losing here? Kelsey's sucked ass for the last three years straight. I'm sorry, two, two and well, a half years. Well, that's not fair. He did miss one of those years. No, he didn't. Yeah, what did he do? He was out a few games in the year, but he never. He didn't miss a year. Center's not exactly a noticeable position on the field. What are you, fucking shitting me? No, I mean... Dude, where do you think the fucking pressure up the A-gap comes from? When was the last time you saw a fucking professional football center selling used cars on a fucking commercial? What the hell do I care about it's, that it's, it's It's an unheralded position. It's unheralded, but it's very important. Right, but I, I, that's, that's what I was trying to say. Most of your offensive line, you don't know about them until they fuck up. Yeah. How many times this year has, not only just besides getting run over because he's 40 to 50 pounds underweight, and I'm not even talking about these big guys, these behemoth men, that are 350 pounds. Genetic dude. freaks. <laughs> yeah. Not even genetic, just fat fucks. Yeah. Not even talking about them running him over. How many times has he fucking fucked up the hike? Wait, how fucked up is that? They ask these guys to get fatter in the offseason. <laughs> right? I understand, like, Chip Kelly's offense worked for him. Yeah. Because he was constantly pulling. So he wasn't going right after that big guy that's coming to, to bull rush him. Yeah. He's going off to the side over here or over yeah. here. And a lot of times you would see him. 30, 40 yards down the fucking field yep. as a lead blocker for Shady in the hey. beginning. and you know Better him than Carson Wentz. Well, yeah. Very good point. <laughs> so you, you're questioning, well, who do you replace him with? Well, Sam Alu, one, he was draft, he's basically drafted to be his replacement. Two, you have Wes Newski on the, on the team, who was another guy. He's got 80 starts or 73 starts in the league. Yeah. It's not that he can't do it. And he's a bigger guy. I, I just... So you're, you're acting like I'm just throwing these guys out and taking, you know, Dennis Kelly. You got a new guy every game, though. Like, every 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 day, you're coming to me with a new guy. Because every day I look at the salary cap a little bit like more. Like, Nolan Carroll's negotiated a new deal. This doesn't surprise It actually does surprise me because of Roseman's tendency to start his new deals out with his in-house guys. And look what he did last year. He signed four guys to new deals yeah. last season. They were all in, 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 in... They were young guys that we locked up early before the salary cap goes up. And they want some more of that. They were money. homegrown guys. Exactly. And they've and all underperformed the way, this year. That's the way that you do business. Though. They've all underperformed. Agreed. Uh, it Johnson got suspended for 10 games. Yep. Uh, Fletcher Cox. Exactly. Not so good. Yeah. I, I'm not disagreeing. Zach Ertz. Again, not good at all. Cut him. Can't cut him. He just gave him a new deal. Right. I want to see what you're misunderstanding. I wish we could cut Kate Chase Daniel. Ugh. Not this year, next year. Yeah. 2000. Next year you save, was it next year you save eight? This yeah. year you save one? Yeah. Fuck. Why did they get Chase Daniel that deal? Remember when Andy Reid first came to the Eagles? He brought his boy, Doug Peterson, with him? Yeah. And gave him, at that time, it was a lot of money. Well, it still was a lot of money for us folks, but he yeah. gave him a million-dollar contract and basically said, you're here to teach Donovan the offense. You're going to play the first few games. I think it was like eight. He got like an $8 million contract to do that, though. What's that? Daniel? Oh, yeah. But that's inflation for you, my friend. Wow. I mean, that's the way that's the way the salary caps and the the shit. I mean, you're uh the only inflation I get is my fucking waistline. Right? Alright. <clears throat> so I I am dying to hear who else that doesn't make sense to cut. Well who else are you cutting? You can't even remember all the guys you want to cut. Oh no, I get the fuck out of here. I wa- actually I wanted them to let uh Carol walk in free agency. Oh, now, no. They're gonna bring him back, they're gonna extend him. Alright, cool, whatever. He's not your number two corner, I hope. 
I hope that isn't the idea here. Mm. No. As a backup guy, as a, you know, whatever. Let me see if Cutting Aguilar. Very, very minuscule amount. It's worth it. <laughs> oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. If it's 30 bucks, yeah. If you put a guy out there who sucks but catches it, yeah, then like, he's better. Oh, gee, I don't know. Paul Turner? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, they, they obviously it, don't like Turner. Second, or what was it? His, his second game, he had six catches for He's like Kenyon Barnett. For some odd reason, they, they just don't, don't like him. him. Yeah. yeah. Listen to this, though. His second game, he had six catches for 80 yards in one half of football. Yeah. You know when the last time Nelson Aguilar had 80 yards in a game? College? Yeah. Yeah. He's never done it in the pros. <laughs> yeah. Never done it in never the pros. Never had an 80-yard game. Jesus, you're a fucking... Ah. Oh. Yeah. And here's the worst part. He caught a 40-yard fucking touchdown against the Giants. Yeah. And he still didn't get 80 yards. He, yeah, he got half of it in one fucking play. And he still, didn't, <laughs> still yeah. yeah, still couldn't do it. Could have literally caught four more passes at 10 yards. Yeah. I mean, you well, know... For him yeah, to and, catch four and that, passes... And that was the thing. Everybody was like, oh my God, Aguilar, what a catch, dude. Maybe there's some hope for him after... Well, you know what? Freddie Mitchell caught a ball every now and again, too. Yeah. That's <laughs> the goddamn truth. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Even a dog's ass gets a little bit of sunshine during the day. You got it. All right, so who else did I want to cut? Who? That's a beautiful throw, too. Yeah, it was. He hit him in the chest, yeah. Well, he hits him in the chest all the time. <laughs> That's the problem. He, he, he hits hit him, him in the hands is what he's hitting, man. The fucking numbers. He, every <laughs> time damn. he drops. Oh. He's a fucking... We're not, we're not going there. We're, too, we're, we're going with my off-season plan, right? Yeah, rebuilding. One year. The no, one-year plan. No, it's not. I know it's not. Your plan is actually, and I don't remember all the guys, but your plan, and you literally said it today, and don't deny that you said it, was to cut a bunch of guys and start the backups. I didn't. No, you took that way out of context. You did. It's right here. <clears throat> Please break break it out. Start the backups. Uh, that who else are you cutting? Well, look it up. Well, Ronda Rousey is making three million dollars tonight. That's awesome. That ties McGregor for the biggest purse. Does it? Yeah. Well, I thought that we just talked about uh, Lesnar had the biggest purse to five. Tell me, that's what it was. Anyhow, when you have capable backups, I just can't believe McGregor carries a purse. Right. When you have capable backups, like I'm saying, cut Kelsey to put in Wisniewski, who's played, started 73 games in the league. Obviously, he's a good enough center to play the position. Um, who else was I just saying to cut? You're McKel- the one who wants to cut him. McKelvin? Fuck him, he's gone. Okay, so there's not even a problem there. Not McLeod. McKelvin. No. McLeod, not McLeod. What the fuck is that? Anyhow. Alcohol? Yeah, right. Could be. Because we were talking draft, and I'm, I'm, I'm still dead set. You got to take a wide receiver first. Not in the top ten, because what everything that's been graded out so far, guys that you know that are um, supposedly going to enter the yeah, draft. Here it is. Here it is. I, I see. Yeah. <laughs> you literally said it needs to be a serious amount of turnover, especially when we have overpaid, underperforming guys, and we are in cap hell. And I said yes, but you can't cut everybody at once. And you said you can if you have backups. And I told you, if the backups were the better option, they wouldn't be no. backups. No, they're just, they're the guy, the starters that I want to replace are overpaid, and these guys aren't. And I was like, all right, we'll trot out the backups. And then <laughs> smart ass you goes, you know who's a backup? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. And I said, yeah, big deal, so is Mike Kafka. Yeah. <laughs> My point being is, you have capable backups. It's not like you're fucking throwing guys out there that. And it I actually sucked. did pee a little bit laughing when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> what about Brady? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. What a small sample size. Like, hey. I don't like... So, let, uh, let's, go to the, let's go to this, Jim. Are you telling me that you you think that Kelsey's a better option than Wisniewski? No, but I think you okay. can't cut everybody I, now. What, what, would you prefer to do it at the beginning of next season? Or? No. The team's going to suck for a couple years, dude. you got to rebuild this team. 
I agree. But by doing, by putting in the guys, the the younger guys now, you're doing that. Yeah. You're letting them grow together. Hey man, I I get all I got off of my uh, let uh, cut Lane Johnson kick. I didn't. Hey, I mean I, I don't tell you about that. Brian wasn't real happy about it either. Brian, one of our listeners, he wants to come on the show sometime. We're gonna let him on here. Talk Eagles. He may punch me. He might. He might. He's pretty pretty heated, wasn't he? Man, maybe the gloves will be on for that one. We'll save yeah, your boyish good looks. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. But so, I mean, and the draft, you gotta take. The reason I want to take a receiver first is because you got two. Glaring, glaring needs. There's other you need to do a little bit of patchwork in the offensive line. The D line needs a little patchwork. See, the offensive line doesn't. Need, it doesn't. You need to get some backups in there. At least. You need a little bit more depth. All right, yeah, I, and I'm not saying you don't. And the D line could use a little help too. Fifth, sixth sure. round, and it, and that's what I mean. These are little. Yeah. These aren't obvious needs. The D line could use a little depth, little little help in the D line. Uh, a little more pass rush would be nice. Yeah. Uh, get a pass rusher out there. We can borrow a pass rusher. He is, but the problem with that right, is... pass he's rushing, he's been doing is rushing down the field after the guy caught the pass, trying exactly. to catch him. Uh, a running back, you're going to need a running back. You got Kenyon Barner, you don't like him. Yeah, I, which I still can't understand. So Wendell Smallwood's your starting running back next season. I'm not saying that, dude. There's free agents. Now you're going to have a little bit of fucking No, he money. is. Who is? Who? That's what I mean. You get a free agent running back? You don't have money for that. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to, like, go get the Le'Veon Bells of the world. Yeah. You don't have to do that. And running backs are typically buy cheap options. Yeah. Um... But wide receiver and cornerback are, are uh, two hilarious, glaringly obvious needs. And the thing of it is, and I looked at this, if you look at this draft class, there's far more good picks at corner than there are at wide receiver. So you take the wide receiver first, and then with the Minnesota pick, and then you, you know, when the second round comes around, one of those corners should still be there. I don't see seven corners getting drafted in the first round. That seems a little absurd to me. Well, it is a uh, premium position. It, yeah, but here's having a, okay, quarterbacks in the first round, I'm just saying. Going drugs. Here's what I'm saying. Or Here's a question for you. This from the guy who drank vinegar. Yeah, bad idea, folks. <laughs> Do not try that. Um, my question for you becomes this. We're sitting at you know, our top ten pick. You have Jabril Peppers we just talked about. Jabril right? Peppers. Or just a, a monster defensive end. Sure. Do you do it? No. If he's the highest graded guy on your board, and he's sitting there for your taking, you don't do it. No. Then you're fucked. Because now you're drafting for need as opposed to drafting for best player available. And that's what you have to do. You can't always draft the best player you available. You have to. You have to. There's a balance. You can't go one way or the other. There's a balance. It's just... It's got to be the best player available that you need. Nah. Yeah. That's how teams get in trouble, because that's, that's how you wind up reaching... Dude, we're already in trouble. Okay, so we just want to compound the problem? Yes. That's fucking asinine. No, it's not. That's completely <laughs> asinine, dude. I'm only agreeing with it because I feel like I'm losing this argument. You definitely are because you're not making fucking sense. No. Sense is overrated. Your, your argument fucking sucks. You no, know, I mean, I'm not even... I'm not, uh, can't even fucking talk. I may not be making sense, but I'm not making any dollars either. Okay. The point is, is the best talent available you have to go after. Whether... Uh, now... If you got, you know, 1A and 1B. You hear this guy? You got, a, you got 1A, 1B. Okay, one's a, a cornerback, one's a, a edge rusher. And you, they're graded just about the same. Then, yeah, then you'll go for the need. Ugh. I'm not saying that, you know, if, they're, if you're grading both guys a 9 and one's a 9.1 and he's the uh, edge rusher. No, no, no. <clears throat> you know whose opinion I would love to hear on this? Who's that? The listeners. A listener. That'd be a good idea. Absolutely. 
couple of comments on the iTunes. We had a Facebook page. Facebook page is the gloves are off. We got the Twitter account also with the gloves are off. And I would just love to hear it. Absolutely. That's a great idea. I got to hear from these listeners. But insofar as writing at you this week, I think that pretty much sums it up. We're going to get into a fight. We keep this up. Finish him. Every week. Every and week. Till draft day. Till draft day. Draft Once day will be the fight. Yeah. That'll be. Well, I'll actually be at the draft because it's in Philly this year. Actually, we'll probably be drunk hugging each other. <laughs> what you know a pick, yeah. You know why? Because yeah. we're drafting Jabril Peppers. Because we're, yeah. <laughs> we're going to draft him, and in the second round, we'll take a crutch for his hamstring. There you go. <laughs> Douche. Uh, before we sign off, dude, where do you stand on Jackson? Deshaun Jackson? Yep. No, I don't want him. You don't want him? No. Why not? You, got, you can't just give me clothes and shit. He's great in, say, the middle of the season when the games are kind of, yeah, yeah, a couple games here, da, da, da. but you go to the playoffs, and this is why Deshaun Jackson doesn't have a ring. This is why Deshaun Jackson's never really been so all that close for the to Eagles and the Redskins. That's why he doesn't have a ring. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely a factor. <laughs> if you had Doug Williams in the fucking quarterback seat, though, you'd have a ring. Mm-hmm. The thing of it is, with Sean Jackson, you play zone D and he disappears. But you still got It doesn't always work, but again, yeah. a dog's ass will get a little bit of sunshine during this the This is day. true. Now, I'm not on the uh, Sean Jackson coming back to Philly train. Unless, especially if he's your primary threat. Unless, unless he's a, you know, it's a, a good contract for the Eagles. If he comes cheap, sure, I'll do it. But he ain't coming cheap because they'll get more money elsewhere. But he wants to come here. And he, Redskins will throw him a pile of money. They can't. Yeah, they can. How can they? A franchise tag him. They can't. Why not? They gotta sign Kirk Cousins. They gotta sign Pierre Garcon. They gotta sign Jackson. Do they? Yeah. Do they have to sign Garcon? They gotta sign. They gotta sign either him or Jackson. Yeah. But who's younger? The same age. Uh, it feels like Garcon's been around forever. Who's cheaper? Here's the here's the point. They might be saving money. Here's the point. You still have to sh- throw with Kirk Cousins twenty million a year. Yeah. Which Boy, is franchise tagging him dumb. Well. He was your starting quarterback. He's a good quarterback, but he's 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 overpaid. Well, you can still be good and overpaid. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I agree. You know who's never been no the one quarterback who's always been good and you've never actually looked at like that guy makes too much fucking money. Exactly, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Because you know what he does? He just keeps taking pay cuts so they can pay other guys. Tom Brady makes a shitload of money outside of football too. Exactly. But he literally has the mindset that you know what. Because he could be making three times what he made. And he does. What do they keep doing with him? And pushing it to the back. Pushing it to, And he does see that money eventually. Yeah. And he will get it. Yeah. But he doesn't need it now. No. He don't need it. So, yeah. Let's he doesn't need it in the, on the back end either. And you know what? Good for him. Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. Good. Yeah. On the other right. end, you got these assholes that won't renegotiate. Like Drew Brees. Fuck yeah. you, pay. Drew Brees is done. Dude, he's on their cap for like $30 million he's this on, year. He's on their cap for like 30 years. All right. They cut him? Nah, football doesn't work. That's hockey. That's hockey, yeah. Oh, Alright, so this is a this was just a little bit of a sample size of what you're gonna be hearing for uh probably till oh well, I don't know. Till draft, yeah. Until next September. Right. Uh then we can The names will change, the yeah. argument will be the same. Yep. Can't rebuild Rome wasn't built in a day, buddy. Just yep. remember that. So what I'm gonna say is we go ahead and watch this UFC with uh, our buddy Espo just walked in. Absolutely. And, uh, he's he's giving the old beer salute to everybody. So Jim I'll it's the only salute like, he knows. <laughs> yeah, it's the only <laughs> one he does know. I'll give you the honor tonight of just uh, signing us off. All right, folks, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. We gave you the pages. Leave your comments at the end of the night. And uh, we'll be back next week with the UFC 207 review. We'll be talking about how the Eagles season actually ended with that Dallas game. We'll be talking more Flyers. We'll be talking Royal Rumble. We got all the Philly sports that you need to know coming at you right here. 
Have a good night. Enjoy your New Year's Eve. And God bless. That was a great play by the cornerback. Yeah, game is over, but the fisticuffs apparently aren't.